Hello, thanks for checking out our video this week. I'm Chad Rogers from the Calmo Preaching Team, here to bring you this week's message. I pray that you find it both interesting and helpful. Have you ever been faced with a tough decision? Has your faith ever been tested for some reason or another? Or you just don't know why? But today we're going to look at one of the wonder women of the Bible, Esther which is one of only two books in the Bible named after women, the other, of course, being Ruth. Well, the events in the book take place during the first half of the reign of King Xerxes of the Persian Empire, and it illustrates how God can use anyone for his plans to fight our fears and to bring glory to God. We'll look at how God used Esther, a young, beautiful Jewish orphan who becomes the queen to save the Jews from genocide and reflect on where God might have used us for good as well. Our opening question this morning, have you ever had something placed before you that was at the right place in time? And if so, did you shy away or did you go for it? Well, the story of Esther starts with a lavish banquet at the palace of King Xerxes. You know, back in those days, if you were a king, you needed to show off your stuff, you know, you'd show how great you are, how big and great your kingdom was. He displayed the, you know, the great wealth and splendor of his kingdom with white cotton curtains and marble pillars and couches of gold and silver and pavement made of marble and, you know, mother of pearl and colored stones. You know, drinks were served in golden goblets and the royal wine was lavished according to the king. On the seventh day of the banquet, the king commanded that his queen, Vashti at the time, be brought in front of all those who attended to show off her beauty. Well, the queen refused, and this enraged the king. Now, this was a big slap in the face of the king. He didn't do that. She had just publicly shamed him in front of all of his guests. Now, to save face, he must act quick to restore his honor. So he turns to his seven advisors to see what he can do, under the law to divorce and banish her. After the king had settled down from all these things that had happened, they decided to have a beauty pageant to replace the queen. The king arranged for all the beautiful young women of marriageable age in his kingdom to come forth so he could choose one of them to be his new queen. You know, Esther, beautiful young woman in the kingdom, who had been raised by her cousin Mordecai when her parents died, was among those who were summoned to the palace. But before she left, Mordecai told her not to tell anyone her nationality is it can be very dangerous for her. There are many who despise the Jews. And there was a man named Haggai who was put in charge of preparing the women for meeting the king. Haggai was struck by Esther's beauty. She was given special attention. When Esther was called before the king to be paraded, he immediately was drawn to her for her beauty and placed the queen's crown on her head. King Xerxes then held a grand banquet for his new queen to show her off. Now, one night, while Mordecai, Esther's cousin, was sitting by the king's gate, he overheard two guards conspiring to assassinate the king. Mordecai he immediately went and told Esther about the plan, and Esther told the king, she gave credit to Mordecai for his protection of the king, and the two guards were hanged. But the king had a right-hand man named Haman, who was full of himself. You know, he was one of those guys. 
thought he was better than everybody else. But when Mordecai refused to bow down to Haman, it raged him. When Haman found out that Mordecai was a Jew, he was even more angry. And he decided to kill not just Mordecai, but the whole Jewish nation. Now, to carry out his evil plan, Haman convinced King Xerxes that the Jews opposed the king and advised that they all be killed to protect the king. The king, relying on his most trusted advisor, he agreed and they set a date for the Jews to be killed. Now, when Mordecai learned of Haman King's plan, he told Esther about it. He begged her to approach the king and to stop it. Esther was afraid for her life. You know, she was a Jew living under secrecy with the king. And no one was to approach the king without first being called by him. Esther tried to avoid taking any action, but Mordecai, again, he pleaded with her over and over to do something to save the Jewish people. Well, finally, Esther instructed all the Jews to join her in fasting for three days and three nights. And at the end of those three days, she would approach the king with her request. Well, as promised, Esther went to the king after the time of fasting. The king asked her what her request was, and he told her she could have half of his kingdom if she wanted. Well, Queen Esther requested that the king and Haman join her at a banquet the next day. He said yes and asked her to tell him about her request at the banquet. Now, meanwhile, Haman was so mad at Mordecai that the morning before the banquet, he set a pole to impale Mordecai. <clears throat> now, did you ever have one of those nights where you tossed and turned and you couldn't sleep? Well, the king did. So he began to read the book which listed all that occurred during his reign. And the king reread and was reminded of how Mordecai saved his life by exposing the plot to kill him. He decided that Mordecai deserved a reward for his good deed, so he called Haman, his trusted advisor, to seek his advice. He asked Haman what should be done for a man whom the king delights in. Well, Haman, you know, being the self-centered man that he was, he thought the king was referring to him. Well, he responded by saying that the man should be rewarded with land, and gifts, and honor. When the king revealed that the one he was delighted with was Mordecai, Haman was furious. Now, the next day during the banquet, Queen Esther had arranged for the king and Haman. The king asked Esther what her request was. Esther, using all the bravery she could muster, she boldly requested that she and her people be spared. She shared further that Haman had been plotting to kill all the Jews. The king was filled with anger against Haman and had him hanged on the very pole that Haman had set up for Mordecai. Talk about poetic justice. And furthermore, Queen Esther and Mordecai were given Haman's estate and were honored with royal garments. The king also wrote a special decree to protect all the Jews. What an action-packed story with intrigue and suspense and gratitude and bravery. It's amazing. Well, uh, what can we learn from Esther, this wonder woman? Well, our next discussion question, have you ever found yourself in a similar situation as Esther? And how did you respond? So some of the things that we can learn from 
from Esther here in this story. It's number one. God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Now, Esther lived in a time when Israel was in captivity because of their disobedience to God. Now, she was an adopted daughter of a cousin living in a foreign land. Other than her beauty, she wasn't unique in any other way. She was a Jew, which was a minority race that was frowned upon. And on a typical day, God used her to carry out his plan to save the Jews. God can use any of us for his plans. For instance, look at our first responders and those in the medical field. They're ordinary people doing extraordinary things every single day. We just need to submit to his will and go when and where God calls us to do those same extraordinary things. Number two, beauty should not not make us boastful. From all biblical accounts, Esther was very beautiful. You know, given a whole year of pampering and beauty treatments like they did before the, the beauty parade, it would have only enhanced her beauty. Now, the king was taken aback with her beauty, but her quiet and humble spirit is shown through, especially to Haggai, you know, the one in charge of preparing her for her time with the king. When the king summoned the young maidens, each was permitted to bring in with her anything to help her be more attractive. Yet Esther took only what Haggai had advised, and the king was so pleased that he chose her to be his queen. She could have taken anything. She could have been super demanding, but she was humble and let her inner beauty and her faith in God shine through. Now you may have been born with good looks, but if your attitude or your personality is sour, there is no amount of beauty out there that will cover it up. Remember that God had blessed you with those looks. But it's up to you to treat people with respect. Be humble and gracious. And remember who created you. Makes me think of Tim McGraw's song, Humble and Kind. Number three. With God's help, we can step out in faith and fight our fears. Esther was a Jewish woman who was the wife of a powerful king. No one. Not even the queen was to approach the king without being asked. And remember, King Xerxes, he had that evil advisor, Haman, who had already convinced the king to kill all the Jews. Can you imagine the fear she would have been feeling? When her first reaction was hesitation, she did not want to go approach the king. Instead, she prayed and fasted for three days and then bravely approached the king. And when you were faced with something scary do as esther did pray fast wait for god's answer and then bravely face your fears number four our past does not dictate our future now esther didn't come from much but god had a plan for her life now esther was an orphan living in a strange land where you know we come from, where we live, where our mistakes, you know what we've been done, you know we can put all that in the past, and can we can move confidently forward, knowing that the God has plans for us, for hope and for a future. And your past doesn't dictate your future; only God can. And number five, 
God places mentors in our life to teach us wisdom. Mordecai proved to be a great mentor and parent to Esther. He gave her good advice before she went to the palace. You know, don't share that you're Jewish. And he continued to give her that great advice after she became the queen. Mordecai was also very loyal. Remember he went to Esther when he heard of the plot to kill the king? And when he learned of the, the plan to kill all the Jews, he asked Esther to go before the king. We now know that this was timely advice from her trusted advisor. You know, that saved the nation by preventing what would have been the first Holocaust. We all need God-loving mentors in our lives that will advise us and correct us and guide us down the right path. But God places those special people in our lives to raise us up for the next generation and help them to follow his ways. Perhaps you are the mentor. Titus chapter 2 verses 3 through 8 is a great guide to go to for that. And number six, our strength does not come from us. And when Esther was reminded that she may have been made queen for such a time as that, she drew on strength to save her fellow Jews. But that strength was not of her own. Her strength came from God. She fasted and prayed and she drew on that supernatural strength from God to approach the king and to save a nation. When we feel weak, when when life struggles seem to be overwhelming for us and we feel like we just can't do it, we need to give it to God and let him do it for us. Let him fight our battles. Number seven, God's timing is perfect. Ours is flawed. And when Esther heard of Haman's plan to massacre the Jews, she didn't up and run to the king at once. Rather, she prayed she fasted. She waited for God to tell her the right time to approach the king and how to do it. And while Esther, Mordecai, and the other Jews fasted and prayed, God was keeping King Xerxes up at night and pointing him to read that book of the kingdom. Now, if Esther had immediately approached the king when, when she heard of the plan, the king would have had the opportunity to read the book and be reminded of how Mordecai did this good deed in saving his life. Now, this opened the door for Mordecai to be honored and Esther to ask the king to save the lives of the Jews. God's timing is perfect. The story of Esther reminds us to pray and wait for God to work. Now, number eight, loving others is the greatest thing we can do. Jesus reminds us that love is the greatest commandment. Loving God and loving others, that is what it's about. Esther knew this in her heart. She said in chapter 4, verse 16, When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I die, I die. She was willing to give up her own life to save the lives of many. And while many of us won't be faced with this type of situation, we should pray that if the situation called for it, we could call on God and be willing to risk our own lives to save others. A great example of this is what happened on September 11th of 2001, Flight 93. Those people, they did what God asked them to do. They risked their own lives to save others on that flight and those around. You know, since many of us 
won't ever be faced with this type of decision. We have many other opportunities each day to love others as God commands us to. And finally, we can make an impact for generations to come. And when Esther stepped up and she spoke to save the Jewish people, she couldn't have known that she would be impacting generations to come. Her selfless and brave acts have been celebrated since that time. You know, could inviting that friend to church and leading them to Jesus be a catalyst for their whole family being redeemed? Could that prayer that you pray for someone turn their life around for the better and cause them to become a person to change others' lives for the better? You will never know how one small act of loving others can impact so many. Our final discussion question. What can you do today that can impact a generation to come? And now our prayer challenge. We spend five minutes a day, pray for God to strip away the things leading us away from him. We'll pray for the ability to hear God's voice and his plan for us. Pray for the strength to face our fears with strong faith. And we'll pray to be humble and kind and to show love and grace to everyone around. Now will you please pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for people like Mordecai and Esther who show us what it's like to be a good mentor and to have faith in you that you will help us do the right thing. We ask that you would help us be the people you need us to be, to fight the good fight, to have that faith we need to face our fears and rise to the occasion that you call us to. We pray these things in our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this message for this week. If you would like more information, please reach out to us. Put a comment in the chat box for this post. You can call or text Pastor Jerry at 517-588-8415, or you can check out our digital connection card. Let us know what you think. I'm your neighbor Chad, preaching team member at Calumwell Church. Have a great day. Have a great week. Goodbye for now.